Well, hey, everybody, it's May Lee, and time for another Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got a great show for you today. My good friend Patrice Pike is going to be on, and she's going to be sharing about some new music she's working on right now, and also about this wonderful organization that she's got called Step Onward. She's been playing around Dallas area, Austin, all across the country and abroad for over three decades, and she's such a wonderful, beautiful soul. I can't wait for you to meet her. So here we go. We're going to do that right now, but first I'm going to sing a song for you off of one of my older records called So Far Down. I guess this song was actually recorded back when I knew her um, in the early 90s when we used to play the Deep Ellum scene here in Dallas, Texas. So I'll sing this song for you called So Far Down, and when we come back, we'll be with my friend Patrice Pike. You're going to love it. We're right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
everybody on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest Patrice Pike. Patrice, welcome to the show. Thank you. I've been trying to get you on for a while, doll. You know that. But this is a perfect timing because as you guys know, because I've been talking about it and we're going to talk about it some more, Patrice is going to be in my neighborhood right here in McKinney, Texas at the Sanctuary on July 22nd. Cannot wait for that show. So um, you're in Colorado now. Yes, I love it here. You know, a lot of people do, but I I love it. And I've been playing here, you know, my whole career. And my aunt lives in Salida. And um, so I try to get here every summer. And they have a park that's beautiful with a gorgeous stage right on the Arkansas River. And we get to play there oh, today. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm lucky for them and also lucky for you guys because it's hot here at home right now. <laughs> As I, I know. It's almost like survivor's guilt <laughs> hearing about how hot it is down there. It's yeah. crazy. All my friends that are out in the, in the cool weather, I'm so jealous. Well, honey, let's talk about... Um, uh, you know, I've known you now for 30-plus years. We're both... the. I cut my teeth in the deep ellum scene. I know you did it for a long, for a while there, but started out with your band, little sister turned into sister seven. Um, you moved to Austin, which I was so sad about because we were, I was so used to seeing you play in the, the scene here, the music scene. And then we lost yeah. you to Austin, but I get it. And you've made such a name for yourself there and, and continue to travel all over the country and abroad Tell me, what has it been like in the evolution of your music career since you started back in the early 90s? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I really moved to Austin because of nature. Okay. I love the Dallas music scene, and I love being from Dallas, and I'm very sentimental about Dallas, and it's the only other place that really feels like the fullness of home when I come and visit. Austin's gone through the crazy, uh, you know, the th- crazy thing of becoming a bigger city and it's still trying to become a big city. And it, <clears throat> it actually feels almost less like home. Um, and I'm not complaining. It's inevitable, but it's just, I remember when Dallas was in an intense growth, like growing to be a bigger city with people moving from New York and different places. And now Austin's in that place and the intensity and freneticness of it is really challenging and it's also impacted our music industry there so I just want to say shout out to Dallas I love Dallas so much because you'll always be a Dallas Dallas girl to me (laughs) yeah I was born in Fort Worth so I'm full on DFW there you go Uh, it means a lot to me and uh well and I know as far as you come back here and play quite often and I'm so glad you're going to be up north this time a little bit from um, where you're usually down at poor David's pub and, and, and several other venues that love having you down in the Dallas um, scene. But um, we're just glad to have you back here. Well, and this rolls into what your question was about my music career and so forth. Um, I'm, you know, I, the fact that I'm, I'm not only from Dallas, but I also grew up 
around a lot of Dallas musicians when I was a toddler. So I haven't talked about a lot in er interviews because people always want to know about Austin and all these other things and, you know, my adult life. But in my childhood life, um, my mom was married to a great guitar player, my stepfather, Stephen, and he played with B.W. Stevenson and Bugs Henderson and a rock band in the, in the you know, 70s and 80s called Knit Singer. And so that really shaped a lot of my music personality, my music, that, that part of music history of the, the, the rock and roll and what's now classic rock and roll, classic rock. But what was modern rock at the time in Texas, there was a lot of really incredible things coming out of Dallas. And then Austin had its faction, right? Right. It had Stevie Ray Vaughan. By the way, Stevie is from Dallas. If people would just understand oh, that oak cliff you know would go down there and play so much you know that a lot of people kind of tried to own him as austin as well and but there was so many austin artists down there in the armadillo headquarters and all the things that were, were going on there so texas was a really powerful rock and roll state you know and it was like it's always been really rebellious even in the you know rebellious country you know willie nelson and and, uh, you know, Waylon and all that stuff. So I love being from Texas and having that history of being, you know, progressive and rebellious. And I, I carried that in my career as an artist into the music that we made when I became an adult. Are you an adult? Because <laughs> I, I know you, girl. You know, I mean, you and I are very similar. We, I don't know. I don't think we ever have... I'll say this. Yeah. I, I Maybe you can totally resonate with this. I'm expected to be an adult <laughs> in a lot of situations. And I try um, for the purpose of like be, being in a function that, you know, is helpful to the world. Because if I was completely just like a child, then that probably would be really um, no, I, you know, I just believe that you're completely young at heart and continue to be young at heart. And I love that about you. It's one of the things that, that draws me to you constantly. And for all of you out there, this girl is the most adventurous girl I've ever seen. And I mean, I'm adventurous, <laughs> but not like you. I mean, I see you traveling really? places. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do it. I just... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of, this is my adventure is I like to drive places and not go back the same way. And just, I, I don't ever, you know, I, I started driving as you did without GPS and sometimes without a map. Yeah. And literally uh, the only thing I would have is just a, you know, I would know if I was headed Northeast, <laughs> West or South. And I used to love when I would ha- happen upon something that was a marker that I'd go, okay. I, I could I could get home now from here. I I, you know, I think I know. I right, think I know. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of mortified when I got custody of my niece um, when she was fifteen, and I was pretty mortified that all these kids were growing up not knowing really how to read a map because they didn't need to if they had a cell yep. phone. And you know, I just would always tell her, please learn how to read a map. And in case something happens to your phone, take a map with you, you know, and it, but it's completely not, it's not even in the wheelhouse of their, their, their mind. I mean, they just don't, they, they don't understand it. They don't understand the need for a compass to, to figure out whether, you know, I, in fact, 
I was shocked that my children couldn't even tell me which direction the north or south was from our house. I just, it was crazy to me. So, you know, I'd say, yeah. well, you do see wow. where the sun rises and you do see, you know, I'd have to tell them. Yeah. But, so, you know, this, like if you're a musician, uh, you know, even, yeah, just using GPS, I could tell that my strength of knowing what direction I'm facing at any time was minimized because I started relying on GPS. But, you know, back in the day, it was like, you just can just feel yeah. it. And it, and it did have to do with driving and reading maps and seeing where the sun was while you're doing it. It just became ingrained. Yeah. And I think that's, it was so adventurous and amazing to be able to do that and to be able to find a different route if you had to with a map because there was an accident on the highway or whatever. But it's almost like being a sailor. I just think it's easier than being a sailor because we've got roads. Yeah, right. At least we right. have When you're on the sea, the there's no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to offend sailors because it's definitely way more hardcore. Exactly. But it is very adventurous. Um, it still is. We love being on the road. Everybody in my band. Well. You know, there are people in my band that are older than me. There's guys in my band that are younger than me. And we're all just, you know, together making it happen and uh, making people, a lot of people happy. Yeah, well, you do that for sure. And every time you go to a new area, because I've, you know, I've been living a long time, as you know, I think I'm 11 years older than you, girly. Um, so I, wow, uh, I, I have so many friends that I'm like, Patrice is going to be in your area. You got to go see her. And I mean, without a doubt, every time I do, they just call me and thank me. You've got new fans all over uh, from New Mexico to, to Colorado. I've got, and I've, I've got to find out, you know, which areas you're going to be, how close you are. Cause I've got lots of friends out in Colorado that would dig your music. And of course I love it. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to push it no matter what. But um, I, as far as the adventurous thing goes, you are a nature girl for sure. And I love that about you. And I love the fact that you incorporate it in your music and even the styles of songs that you write and the things that you write about. And um, and also just the, the message that you have is real life. And this is people. This is a girl that's actually lived life like you wouldn't believe. And she's continually finding the good and, and finding the spark in what most people would just walk away from. She always finds something good in it. And I love that about you. And that's what I'm drawn to. You, you uh, completely love life. And of course, you know, that's my motto. And so I am so thrilled to, to have you come to the sanctuary on July the 22nd. And my band is going to be playing. Your band will be playing. And yeah. we've got Paul Renna that's going to sing um, a, a short set as well. So it's going to be a really wonderful night of music. And uh, so I want to play some of your music right now. And, you know, I, I had um, your buddy Wayne Sutton on. And you guys have a rich history. And we can talk about that as well. But you guys wrote a song together that I absolutely love. It's called Let the Music Get You High. People, there's a really cool music video as well that can just show you all the beautiful facets of Patrice. I mean, the girl can play the drums, she plays guitar, she sings like an angel, and she can rock it out with the best of them. So I'm going to play that song for you guys right now. When we come back, I want Patrice to talk about um, some of the the collaborations that you've done. Certainly, Pike and Sutton is a big one. Some great records out there. Um, I know you've done probably that more recent than even some of your own. And girl, you got to put out another studio record soon. 
We're working on it right I'm now. I'm so excited. I'm, I know, and yeah. I know how that gets because I haven't put one out since 2016. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. But uh, here we are. Let the music get you high with Patrice Pike right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back. I put down that needle in the vinyl groove, and the house was filled with a song so good. I remember life is ten. Okay, here we are back. Patrice, talk about this Let the Music Get You High. I know that there's more to it than just a, a great song here. Yeah, Let the Music Get You High, it's, you know, like you were talking about, a great collaboration with Wayne Sutton and the group we created, Pike and Sutton. Um, the first record that we wrote together after years of playing together, but Wayne playing with me on you know, records that were my solo albums and that mostly I wrote the songs for. Um, and so this song is not only a great representation of that. Wayne and I sat, you know, in my little garage writing studio and I played drums and sang and he played guitar and that was the beginning of this song, um, the foundation of it. We made like a little voice memo and then we fleshed it out. And it's one of my favorites. 
but it's also an ode to, um, and I appreciate Wayne so much for this. Um, the, the content of the lyrics talked about, um, a lot of things that are similar to, they're actually about people that are, are in my life and in my family, but they're similar elements of struggle, challenges, um, you know, issues we have in society, lack of living wage, poverty, health issues that create a lot of struggle for people in our culture and in all our society, the inequities that we constantly struggle with um, as a nation. And um, it's very personal to me, this song. Um, the song talked about my niece having it, you wouldn't know it, but it talks about my niece having bone marrow failure and the struggles we went through as a family getting through this intense, possibly terminal illness um, and what her mom, my sister went through and how traumatic that was and how traumatic it is for families who are trying to support a child who is so sick. And we don't live in a country that has a system to really catch everyone um, in such a tragic situation that parents cannot control. Um, parents can be in a situation where they have a job, they have it together, they've got a home, they've got it all together, um, and everything can fall apart just because of one massive health crisis. And so this parlays into Step Onward. Step Onward Foundation helps young adults who have grown up in um, poverty or have grown up in housing insecurity because of these societal and economic inequities and um, we also help families that are struggling with their children having possibly terminal or seriously acute illnesses, make sure that they're housed, make sure that they can find long-term housing. We provide short-term housing. We can provide bill paying for them for their basic needs while they get um, stable again. And um, that didn't start until after my niece was really sick. Originally, it was the mission was strictly for young adult survivors of homelessness who were all homeless before they were 18, and it's grown since then. How long have um, you had into, Step Onward? This is 19 years. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a big celebration next year, I hope, 20 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm so – I just got sick. Stung by a Did bee. You, and you actually. didn't even flinch. See what I'm telling you guys? This girl is like, an, and she is an adventurer and nature lover. She's one with the bee. She doesn't even get upset that she got stung by a bee. Oh, now it's flying around me. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt the interview, but I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, um, so I was, I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to come to the gala this past, um, was it March? I think, right? Yeah, March. Mm -hmm. Gosh, mm -hmm. yeah. And and here we are in, in July already. It's crazy. And what a beautiful thing. You know, um, one of the things that I love about what you do, Patrice, and how um, you've started this nonprofit is how much music can play into it and how many doors open for you and for the nonprofit because you're a musician and because you're able to reach people through music. Have you seen that the collaboration between the music and the nonprofit work um, better for you than just, you know, having not, not had that? Well, then you, you know, it's tricky because I, I kind of, we didn't really promote me I didn't want to be exploitative in the whole process of creating a nonprofit. And it was an accident in the first place. We were just trying to help one person and we had an event, one time event 
and we raised four times what we were trying to raise. And so we had to put the money toward nonprofit, you know, efforts. And so that's how it became a nonprofit. Um, and then I felt uncomfortable. I didn't want it to be like about me and about it, you know, making me more well-known. Um, I just wanted to leverage my fan base and invite them to fund something that felt um, relevant and important to me and resonated with my life because of growing up in housing insecurity as well. Well, so but there's nothing that, wrong with pointing people that uh, that already know you and know your heart. I mean, clearly, honey, you have this heart for giving and loving and, and for uh, caring um, to point them yeah, towards that. Yeah. And that's what I mean about oh, how the music can open that up. I, I already know that this that Step Onward is about the people and the people that you serve. You're, you, I mean, even watching you when you were on stage and you, you get so uncomfortable when people say all these beautiful things about you because I can tell that... They, impetus for it is not about Patrice Pike, but it's about a need that you see and you felt like you could actually do something about filling it. Not you, but bringing other people to the awareness of it. And isn't that what life is about? I mean, it's it's relational yes. and it's about um, us entrusting, um, you know, other people with the things that we believe in. And that's what I that's what I meant by that. I I would never in a million years think that you would 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 think that your music career was going to gain anything because you had this nonprofit. It's more that I believe you know you could point people towards. Hey, this is real. This is happening. This is right here in our community, in our neighborhood, and we can make a difference and we can do something about it. Yes, and and where I was leading to uh, with that, Maylee, is that. It has actually, you know, what where it's where it has amplified and and made better my life and my work as a musician is that people get the opportunity to see more about me personally and what's important to me, and we get to grow together as a community and doing um, having a purpose beyond just having a, a good time and partying and playing music, um, and it's relevant in that. You know, people, I, I open up and I tell my story at our events and which is challenging because there's a lot of hard things that I'm telling about my personal self that not everyone would open up about. But, you know, I was really inspired. Um, you know, my, my mom is really inspiring to me. She's been sober since Mother's Day for 22 years. And I think she's OK with me saying that um, and, and opening up although usually that's, you know, in anonymity, but my point is just that, you know, my mom has been like a hero to me and inspiring and in that she helps others. And it, it's really like, I grew up wishing there was a community that were kind of looking out for single moms and their kids and helping moms who weren't making a, an equitable living wage with their hard work. And I, I thought, why isn't, doesn't this exist in the world and why are we going through what we are just moving, moving, moving constantly having to leave to go somewhere else to find an affordable place to live and changing schools and changing towns. And, you know, I grew up hearing the, the phrase be the change you want to see in the world. And it's true. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, bragging about it. It's like, we really have to, find ways to change the world in the ways we see it needs to be changed and to collectively do that together. And there are a lot of people working on 
what we're working on, what your organization is working on and what Step Onward is working on. It takes a, a huge collaboration to shift these dynamics and to shift the paradigm. And so you either be a part of it or you don't. And, you know, everybody's got their thing that they're into, but, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't feel I started to not feel excited and proud of myself and the, I couldn't feel the potency of what was important about the music business after some years because of the elements of it that are so, you know, challenging in regard to, Oh, look at me. It's about me. Here I am. Me, 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 you know, and it's, and, and I have a lot of respect and have always for artists who have parlayed that into doing something and many do well let's talk about music i want to play another song and um and i and you said you're working on another record so please tell me you're going to put something out in the next what but before the end of the year at least by early next year i don't think it'll be before the end of the year if it is it would just be a couple of streams do that Single but a lot of that's right what now people are doing these days anyway and they're dropping singles here and there and working up to where they yeah. can you know release the whole thing but um so we're going to play a song called rufus you want to give me a little bit of background on that yeah rufus is uh, a tune that i wrote on the road in italy i was touring over there and i was um just writing a song about being in love with someone that lives across the world and wanting to be with them and trying to just have a moment in time together, just wanting to be for however long that we could and then expressing, you know, the, the, that longing, that desire. And it's a funky tune. I love it because I was listening to Rufus and Shaka Khan. And then I was listening to Rufus Wainwright and I was on tour with my friends, Ginger Lee and, Trish Murphy and we were having a blast doing songwriter stuff over in Italy. And I was in the back seat after we had lunch and a little bit of wine and I just started having this song come up for me and I wrote some of the lyrics in the car and then uh by the time we got to the place we were staying in northern Italy in the Dolomiti Mountains. Oh. Just so lucky to get to do that cuz only touring ever provided me an opportunity to do that. Um, and I, I finished the song over the next couple of days. Well, it's a great there. song. I love it. We're going to play it right now. Rufus, if you're just listening, I've got Patrice Pike in the studio and we're having a great chat. She's going to be at the Guitar Sanctuary at our um, venue on July 22nd, along with my band and Paul Wren. It's going to be a great show. So you guys get ready for that. But right now we're going to play Rufus with Patrice Pike right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest Patrice Pike and um, just we were just chit-chatting a little bit about how um, I, I this this segment and this time in my interview is always about social media and what we can do about connecting with people and we were just talking about how we live in a world right now where we're really not connecting with people face to face any longer. I mean, I, I literally was at dinner with some friends a few nights ago and I looked around and nobody's face was up. Everybody's face was down looking at their phone for the first five minutes of the dinner. And I looked around and said, guys, Okay, let's put them away. Nobody's yeah. going to lose their life over not being on it for right now. And let's get back to where we actually can enjoy each other's company again. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's, it's a habit. And every, everyone I know talks about it. Um, it's, None of us really like that, being tied to mind. it. Um, and, you know, and, and, and from, from my perspective, think about, uh, I was born, girl, I was born in 1959. Okay. So I was born in 1959. I grew up really more in the late sixties, right? I was, you know, 10 in 1969. So I, um, grew up really in the seventies. Um, it's a little bit of the late sixties, but mostly the seventies at a time when, um, eight track tapes were what we listened to, you know, for music and albums. That was it. In the car, we listened to yeah. eight track tapes, tapes, but I was the girl, little girl that used to save up my allowance to go to the music store and buy the album and come back and, um, you know, read everything about it. And now we get our music in pieces. I don't really know who's playing on it. Most of the time, I have to try to navigate through that, and it's it's evolving, constantly changing. And then the platforms of, of what we have to do for um, for social media are changing constantly. How do you keep up? And I I don't feel like I'm I know I'm a boomer, 
but I, but I'm not, that's thing. you know, I'm, I'm with it. I'm kind of, I kind of try to stay relevant, but I still feel like I'm always playing catch up. Yeah. I think like part of it for me is just that there are people who love technology and love to be on a computer or a device all day long. It's their thing. And so I kind of separate it from generationally and things like that to just who we are as people and what we're into. I signed up in the world to be a musician. I signed up to be a person who plays live music instruments, sings, and does it live with people in front of people in a live space. Mm -hmm. That's my primary love, my passion, um, aside from Step Onward Foundation and my family. And the point is, for me, I didn't want I, and I don't want to be in front of comp a computer learning these things and like figuring them out and hacking issues like that come up within different, you know, software and platforms. And I don't want to spend my life with my head buried in a device um, unless it's a guitar. Yeah, there you and go. And a piano. <laughs> and a drum. Yeah. And singing on a microphone, looking at someone's eyes and hearing them sing back with me. And you do so it for so me, well. That's the one thing. That, that the music business has, they're going to jump on whatever is the thing so they can sell more th stuff, so they can make more money. And, and inevitably, it's turned out that it was best for them because they can actually pay us less. And that's just the truth. It's not some old-timey musician's complaint. It's... This is me. I love to play music. I want to write music. I want to play with people. I want to play in front of people. And I want people to hear my music on devices, be it a turntable or a computer or a phone or whatever. But I also, I love how music sounds when it is, you know, coming from vinyl or a CD because the quality is just better. Mm -hmm. It's not compressed. It's not coming through little earbuds that sound like a lot of people don't even realize what it sounds like to actually hear a wave file of the music and how it was recorded in a studio to be, you know, m the most audiophonic high def as possible. It does something to your body, just like live music does when you're at a festival that a 10 year old can understand. Yeah. A 10 year old can understand when they feel it. They're standing in front of speakers in a live scenario and it's the best, greatest day of their life. Yeah. That can also be, you know, felt when you put a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 50-year-old, whatever, in front of a great stereo system with it moving music through a needle from a vinyl. It sounds different. It feels different. It puts chills on your arms. And so being on devices and on social media and constantly learning the new thing and making a new profile and blah, 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 blah can just get in a way, in the way of some things that are really important, authentic and life-changing and moving. It's about beauty and being felt. If something is beautiful and I can feel it, that can also be included on social media and from earbuds, from a phone, streaming on whatever platform you want to, you know, listen to. And so I'm just saying like making sure what's important to me, and I'm not going to tell other people what's important to them, but what's important to me is that I tether to what is beautiful and what is felt. And it's not always beautiful and felt when I'm sitting on a computer trying to figure out what the next freaking thing is about how Facebook is functioning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or how I'm supposed to learn the new meta format for doing ads for my band. 
So, you know, this is the challenge to maintain a connection that's what's truly beautiful and felt. Well, I want to challenge everybody that's out there listening right now to put those phones down and listen to music when you instead of watching things that are that don't have any value to your life you know let's get back to where we actually can enjoy each other's company and um i tell you if you want to listen to some great music and enjoy somebody's company put on some patrice pike music listen to some pike and sutton make yourself available to this girl's voice because i'll tell you she'll take you on a journey like nobody else can I am so excited to do this show with you on July 22nd, girl. And I'm also excited about the fact that you and I are going to get to spend some quality time together, just chillaxing in the back of my yard, I hope, and sharing stories about life and love and about um, connecting and and just doing life and loving life, which I know you do so well. Thank you so much for being on the show today. How do people find you? Is it Patrice Pike Music or just PatricePike.com? Actually, Patrice Pike band.com. Okay. Patrice Pike band.com. There you go. And um, she's, she's traveling all over. She's in Colorado right now. And where are you headed next? You, I know you're coming back to Texas cause you'll be here at the end of the month. Yeah. So we're in Salida um, right now, tomorrow we're in Denver at a private party, but they're, you know, a lot of the private parties I do let me invite okay. people, like if they're close friends or fans in the in the town, in the city. Um, and then another in Colorado Springs, a big private party. And yeah, I do private parties and club dates. Yeah, guys, I'm tour. telling you, if you want to put something together fun, get, get her to come play for you. I'm telling you, she will move you. She really will. And I'm just so excited about it. I, I, I can't wait to share you with everybody and all my listening audience at the end of the month. So we're going to play a song right now called I Used to Hold You. It's a beautiful ballad that she's written and sings, and I know it's going to touch you. And I can't wait to hug you, sweetie. I cannot wait to see you and be, be a part of this wonderful night of music that we're going to share on July 22nd from Texas Homegrown Music at our venue right here in McKinney, Texas at the Guitar Sanctuary. So um, you guys will be right back, but right now we're going to play I Used to Hold You by Patrice Pike. You're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Could you walk in my shoes? Did I love you or did I use you? Did I hurt you or did I help? Did I hear you say that you had nothing to lose? Yeah, yeah.
Well, I gotta tell you that this is one of my favorite shows just because I love Patrice and I love her heart. I love her music and I just love that she loves life and knows how to help others love life. And you know, that's my gig. You know, that's what I'm about. So I hope you guys will make it out to July 22nd at the Guitar Sanctuary for the show that I'm doing with her. And if you don't have your tickets, you better hurry up. We've got a few tables left and some reserved seating. And it's nice and cool, a beautiful atmosphere. I'm going to have my good friend Paul Renna there as well. So it'll be my band, her band, and Paul Renna for a great night of music on July 22nd at the Guitar Sanctuary at our Sanctuary Event Center right here in McKinney, Texas. So I want to give a shout out once again to my sponsors for making this always possible. We just really appreciate the Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for always being there for us. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys next week right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 